tell Annie, hold the joystick. So I run, I run through the town and I get into a restaurant because all the restaurants were leading into the, the river. So I go to the back of the restaurants and I literally jump into the water to try to catch the drone. Um, little did I know, that's also the river where the restaurants have their bathrooms connected to. <laughs> so it was a very smelly it river. Disgusting. And it was this is, this so, is literally a oh, shitty oh, story. Oh. Yes, this, it was a shit show. Okay, all right. Welcome to the drone party. Drones are so much fun and so easy to fly. This is a weekly podcast highlighting the stories of so many different drone pilots with tons of helpful tips to help you to either get into drones or to work on your drone game. I'm working on mine all the time. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm Christine Lozada. I love helping people to fly drones. There's no better view than the one from up there in the sky. And I am so excited for today's podcast episode. It's not only filled with tons of helpful tips, but these go down as some of the most wild drone stories I have ever heard. It's literally, it's a party, it's a party, it's a party in today's podcast episode. And the two creators that we will be meeting today are two that keep it super real, are ones that I love to follow, not just because their photography is fire, but also because they're just two super real and super awesome travelers. Um, Danny and Fede behind Scratch Your Mappa. Actually, let's let's let them introduce themselves. Let's bring them in. All right. So we're Danny and Fede. Um, I'm originally from New York slash New Jersey. Yeah, um, I'm from Argentina originally. Uh, we met working on cruise ships about five years ago. Um, honestly, we were just there like having fun. And then we started dating and we've basically been traveling ever since. Uh, we worked on ships for a few years until, but it was really hard as a couple trying to stay together because the companies don't care that you're a couple. Like, and they usually don't keep you on the same ship or your contracts can't line up because he was a bartender. I was doing the kids' activities. So my contract was five months, his was seven. So it became really hard. And then once 2020 hit, I got stuck in a cruise ship and um, I was there for a few months. Fede was stuck in Argentina. And then we were like, okay, we, we need to do something because cruise ships are just chaotic right now. So we started our website. Um, we also already had our Instagram. Um, and then we were like, you know what? Let's start doing travel guides. We'll, we want to help people become better travelers. And whether you're a budget traveler or luxury traveler, for us, our goal is to make sure that people are really, you know, traveling to the to their best. And, and you guys travel to your best. Their <laughs> travels are so effing dreamy. And you guys capture yourselves so well. So all yeah. of their info is going to be linked in the show notes below. So make sure you follow them. They're some of my favorite creators to follow, especially on Instagram. I love your dreamy photos. Oh, thanks. Thank you, you can find all their info there. Okay, hold on. Do you guys both fly the drone? Or is it just... It's like a ninety-five-five. Let's say. <laughs> Basically, every every time every time um, we have the choice, I fly. I fly the drone. Or every time we work together, I fly the drone. Yeah. There's been times where we've been apart on different trips, or or for different reasons, I can fly, so she goes for it. Um, and then every time I'm like, Oh my god, why am I doing this? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I need to learn better. <laughs> okay, bring us back to where it started. What was your first drone? And when was that? 
That was 2000, uh, March 2019. We were in Brazil, actually. So we we used to work on cruise ships, right? So mm-hmm. we, we used to spend a lot of time apart because our contracts were matched. And there was a time where we decided to take a little break to start traveling more. And I was in Argentina. She was getting off a ship. And then we met. We we're going to meet in in Brazil. And from there, we're going to go down to Argentina. So I see her. Like, we start talking that line. She's like, look what I got. And she, like, pulls a drone <laughs> out, of the, out of her luggage. And I'm like, what? You just you just got there? She's like, yeah, look how cool this is. And then, that's when we started <laughs> going. Uh, so this was in Brazil. What was the, which drone did you get? We got the Mavic Air. Oh, yeah. Nice. And actually, who flew it first? Did you fly? Okay. Tell us how that went. Were you in Brazil? Oh, yeah. The, the very first flight was, was actually, I mean, it's very funny for me, but Danny didn't enjoy it as much. I flew it inside. I flew wait, 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 hold on. Let's just say okay. that we were staying at an Airbnb. And the woman was staying, she was in the kitchen and we had just gotten there. So we're like trying to unpack and he's like, oh, like all of a sudden he's like playing with the settings and everything. I'm like, okay, he can play with the new toy, everything. That's that's fine. And all of a sudden this loud sound happens and the drone goes in the air and almost hits the ceiling. I was like, what are you doing? We're in this woman's house. Like you're yeah, at an Airbnb watching the drone inside. I just wanted to get the drone up in the air. So I was like, it didn't you know go what? in the air. It was like in, at the ceiling. Yeah. How, how did it go? Did you successfully fly inside? Yeah, I, I put it down right away because I started to panic. So I was like, you know, maybe not here. Maybe not here. <laughs> well, the air is, it's not nearly as small as the mini and it creates a lot of wind but and it it's not a quiet loud. drone. Very yeah, it's loud. very, very loud. Did the air, did the owner of the Airbnb notice? Um, I think I, I like peeked out and I tried to distract her. So I just started talking <laughs> to her like, she I'm either like oh, did, what a nice place. Like, she <laughs> either didn't hear or she was very polite to let us know that we're being noisy. Oh, that's really funny. Okay. So that was your very first flight. Where did your second flight happen at? So we flew in Brazil for a little bit then. Oh, and then like a month after that, we went on a six week trip around uh, South America. So, Wait, hold on. Bring us back to Brazil. Your outside flight, not your inside yeah. flight. Like, how did it go on your actual real flights outside? Like, yeah. Oh, I was, I was very uh, conservative in, in my mm. testing at first. I wouldn't I wouldn't get the drone very far high. Because, you know, you're also panicking that your drone's just not going to come yeah, back. And at a time, I didn't know, for example, that um, if the drone's losing battery, it will come back by itself to the home mm. point. Yeah. So I thought if I get it, the drone too far and then I don't have enough battery, that's it for the drone. So like it's a learning curve and that's why I started like small and, and, and secure. And then like as I got, as I, got, as I was better with confidence, I was like, you know what, maybe I can get a little further. Maybe I can try a new setting. Maybe I can just like stop looking at the drone itself and like focus on the screen. I think our first successful flight was we were staying in, have you ever seen those capsules that hang off the mountain in Peru? Oh, um, so hold on. Really you captured that? Um, so it was so cool. We were so excited to be in this capsule. And I was like, we need to fly the drone here. It'll be awesome. And this is before reels, before anything. So we ended up never publishing it anywhere. Like no one really saw this video, but we were super excited. I mean, this was a few years ago. We're inside the capsule and Fede flies it out so that you can see all of the capsules on the mountain. And like, you know how you want to create this like really dreamy thing and like super casual, like you're like lying in the in the capsule and everything. No, it's, it's like this. 
Like, <laughs> like so. I'm not even pretending that the the, the screen is not there. It was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I love what an amazing thing to be able to capture, though, because it's one thing to be in the capsule looking out and that in itself is amazing. But to be able to look back, like how else would you capture that aside from being able to have a drone? That's why a drone is such a game changer. Like, I don't think people realize how cool it is because you get this other perspective. And, you know, when you see it from the outside, you're like, holy shit, that's us. That's so cool. Yeah, the number of times that I am just freaking out at my drone. Like, I'm like a child when I fly. And a lot of people don't know. I actually don't press record or take photos the majority of the times that I fly my drone. I'm just looking. I read that in one of your Instagram posts. I was like, that is wild. I feel like I hit record the second we go up there. (laughs) (laughs) No, like so many times I just want to like look or see something that you otherwise can't see without the drone. Are you still flying the air today? Is that your main drone? Yes, but we're looking to upgrade. Yeah, it's our it's our it's our third <laughs> Mavic Air, and we'll we'll get to that later. Wait, it's the third one. Okay, we'll oh. through some um, yeah. some accidents and some um, bad people in this world. <laughs> and now okay, no, I'm ready. I'm ready for it now. Let's uh, let's talk about accident number one. Where were oh, you? No, accident number one. Accident El number Salvador? one was in El Salvador. There's a little <laughs> town, a little beach town called El Tunco, where you have. Uh, a little river that leads into the ocean, right? So it's very cinematic. It looks gorgeous. And this was in the middle of 2019 where I was starting to get very confident flying the drone. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do a cinematic shot. Like, I, I have it. So we were literally at the end of the of the river. We were at, at, at the ocean. So the idea would be that the drone would fly through the river, like mm-hmm. opening to the ocean. We'll be there. And it's just like magic. Um, sounds the black on beach too so it was, it was really cool <laughs> exactly also like for for those of you for those of you who are not um so familiar with drones like different lines of drones have different features one of the most important ones that we use are the sensors the back sensor the front sensors uh which basically recognize when there's an obstacle they can dodge the obstacle or at least stop and let you know hey you know you're about to hit a tree mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so i was very confident that it was working because i had been testing for a while so <laughs> i'm in the remote and i start flying the drone like like kind of like nearby the water and everything's looking great. Everything's looking great until the, the, the screen freezes. And then it takes me an extra second to figure out and like it clicks. I'm like, I've seen in that river, there were some little, I don't even know how to call them in English. They're like little things like hanging from the trees. Imagine, very like, like thin. Like moss. Uh, uh, I don't know what to call it, but it's like, you know, like the willow trees, how they have those like really like, thin um mm-hmm. springy kind of yeah leaves to them so like yeah. it was kind of like that Ooh, that's so, interesting because it, it doesn't so take a lot I didn't recognize them so the drone got tangled in them and fell into the river so, oh! <laughs> the clicks on me i tell that and I hold the joystick so i run i run through the town and i get into a restaurant because all the restaurants were leading into the, the river so i go to the back of the restaurants and i literally jump into the water to try to catch the drone um little did i know that's also the river where the restaurants have their bathrooms connected to. <laughs> so it was a very smelly was river. Disgusting. And this is, this so, is literally a oh, shitty oh, story. Yes, because it was a shit show. Yeah. Like- <laughs> it was, and the river, it was like, I would say like seven feet deep. So you couldn't even stand. So I'm, I'm using my feet to try to touch, touch the drone at the bottom. And I'm, I'm, in flat, I'm swimming there for like five minutes until 
I find it. I'm, I'm telling Danny, tell me what the GPS says. She's like, go a little more forward. Okay, okay, hold on. I think I got it. So I deep down, like full body, I grab the drone. I smell, well, you can imagine. Um, anyway, I have the drone and I, I, I disconnect the battery right away to try to save it, right? As long as there's no electricity, you still have a shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. The battery already had like like a lot of things in the in the little like electric <sighs> screen. So it's so, broken. So yeah. we send out, we I mean, we send the drone to get fixed, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it, it was within a year. What was that process like? Because you said you're in El Salvador. El Salvador at this time, like how well, do you send it out? Home. Yeah, I mean, home wait. meaning uh, got it. Wait until okay. December, basically, because that from there we flew straight into a cruise ship to work. For a few yeah. Months. So, oh wow. Okay, hold on. Let me just recap this to make sure I heard it correctly. <laughs> so you have your cinematic shot all set up to go from river out, and there's moss hanging or something like that from the trees, which tangles your drone and makes it fall into the river, which is also the same place where all the restaurants send their restroom debris <laughs> to. And so you funny. had to swim in said river. Hold and on, not like my head as well. Like <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Did you open your eyes underwater? Oh, hell no. It was brown. Like <laughs> It was so disgusting. I was going to go blind. But we had a funny moment. So we send in the drone to get fixed, right? And we're not hearing back. So I go to follow up and they're like, FedEx lost her package. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? And then apparently someone had stolen the package of the broken drone, right? Okay. Now it kind of worked out for us. Because they didn't even get to look at the drone, but they had to buy us a new drone. Yeah, because... They had to cover the, the glove package. So we get sent a, a, uh, a brand new drone to our house. And then, what was it, two, three weeks later, we get a second package in the mail. And it was the, the broken, broken drone. drone. The person who stole it realized <laughs> it was broken, so they sent it back. So now we have two drones, one broken one and one new one. Wow. Okay. This goes down as being top five best drone stories I have ever heard. And I've heard a lot of stories. We have a few recently. more. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Hold on. Let's back up for one second. So this means, did you have insurance on your drone? And that's why you were not at a time. But what was it? Like it was still under warranty or something? Well, it was under right? warranty. Yeah. So we had sent it in. But because uh, we got the drone, um, basically UPS had to buy an like had to yeah. give up money to get a new drone. That's fascinating to me. Yeah. And you got the other one back as well. That's wow. <laughs> what did you do with the broken drone? We still have it. it. It's just sitting in the closet. <laughs> like <laughs> it's not in the bathroom. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> it should be. Wow. Okay. This what is a our next story. Oh, I'm ready. Um, for, I'm ready got, for the next one. <laughs> we got all of our stuff stolen in Ecuador. We were on a bus. We were going to the mitad del mundo so like the the equator line mm -hmm. and we were super excited and you know we were being all like stupid honey money like honeymoonish like kissing each other and like a guy went into our bags underneath our seat and took out the drone the controller and our camera and oh so you guys were literally sitting on the bus with all of your belongings below you while this yeah. was happening yeah. Oh, so then man. once we had gotten to the equator line, we were like, great, let's get the camera out. Let's get the drone, all this fun stuff. And I go to take out the camera and I was like, it's not here. And Fede's like, you didn't bring it. I'm like, 
as if I wouldn't bring the camera. Like right, I right, treat right. it like a baby. Like I always have it. And then he's like, wait. And then he went and he looked and the drone was gone and everything. Mm -hmm. And so and just to give you context, this was like the memory card with all the pictures from the trip was also there. This was day 40 out of 41. So it was the day before the trip was over and all our stuff. We got lost stolen. all of our stuff. Luckily, so luckily then it was doing like a partial daily backup. Like every day she would go through the camera and she would like download a bunch of pictures to have on her phone. Um, so we, we got a few of those, but like the majority of the pictures from that trip, six yeah. weeks trip. That makes me so sad. Actually, here's a curiosity question because I now have a new system for how I like take my drone photos off, et cetera, because now... I fly insanely aggressively and I'm just waiting for the day that I send my drone into its deathbed. Um, <laughs> do you guys have a new process now for how you manage your photography, videography well, during your trips? In terms of backup, you mean? We yeah, have backup yeah. pretty much every night um, yeah. onto a hard drive. And then we have a second hard drive because one of our hard drives crashed. Well, also, um, uh, and this is a system Danny used to use before that we ended up adopting. Uh, all the memory cards that we use for the camera and the drone, um, we don't ever erase the content. We use them as the first mm -hmm. copy of a backup. Then that memory card is backed up into a hard drive. And then the hard drive is backed up into a second hard drive. And we try to keep those hard drives in different countries, like one in Argentina or the U.S. and the other one with us. Um, we also have um, starting to use like Amazon a, a year or less ago, we're starting to use Amazon Photos. For those mm -hmm. of you who don't know, if you have Amazon Prime, you get access to Amazon yeah. Photos. With unlimited storage, uh, it sounds like I work here for Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you, you Disclaimer, can, we're not getting any money for this. <laughs> not yet. Amazon, if you're hearing that, uh, you get unlimited uh, image backup. So we're using that as a third or fourth backup. And yeah, but it's important to know yeah. that that's photo only. Their video services or You have to pay extra for the video. Yeah, yeah so, you get like five gigabytes yeah. for video. That's actually a really good system. So I'll just speak for my drone. What I do is after like a day of flying, but a day of flying for me is like 50 gigs, right? Like it's a lot. Yeah. So I'm taking that micro SD card, I'm backing it up to my smaller external hard drive. And then later, once I'm done with the trip, that gets backed up again to a larger external drive. And then that micro SD card gets saved and I put a fresh one into the drone. And so I have like a million of these micro SD cards because if for some reason the external drive poops out before it gets into the, yeah. right, before it gets onto the main, main drive, I at least have all my micro SD cards. And actually the way I organize those, I just use the, a post-it note and I take the post-it note off and I put the micro SD card on the sticky part and I just write like the dates and what I shot that day. That's so um, smart. It, I mean, it. I keep it small and it, it, it works well enough. I mean, enough. it's simple, but as long as you're keeping it organized and like, you know yeah. what, where exactly. everything is like. Yeah. Well, the, wor the worst thing is when you think you've backed something up and you haven't and you realize that later and you've cleared out all those cards, wow. which is why. I keep them now. Yeah, I yeah, keep them. That now. happened to us in Gran Canaria. We had these like stunning shots that we had gotten um, in Gran Canaria, and I was super excited. I kept saying, "Okay, we need to we need to upload them to the drive so that I can use them for my blog post and for this and this and this." And you know, all of a sudden, one of those like it got wiped, but it wasn't on the hard drive. And like, oh my god, yeah, you didn't oh, want to yeah. see me that day. Oh. <laughs> like, 
Okay, hold on. Bring us back to Ecuador and someone taking your drone on the bus. So does that mean you went you went out and got the same drone again later? And then we what? got another one. That, I mean, that yeah. if we're going to go in our timeline, Ecuador happened before El Salvador. Oh, that's so true. So our first run was ah. actually in El Salvador. We didn't say that first because it wasn't a funny story, per se. It was a little funnier. But actually, the drone that got destroyed in El Salvador in the in the muddy river, if you want to call it. That, um, that was, the that was sec- our second one. Muddy. Second drone. Muddy. Let's call it muddy. And then for my own mental health. <laughs> The third one. So then now the third we're on the one that we have oh, at the moment. Yeah. But we've had some crashes with that one too. Because oh, yeah. right now, something happened with our remote where, um, actually, maybe you should explain it better. Yeah. Um, one of the, one of the, what do you call them? Um, the joysticks. Jo- one of the joysticks Sticks, yeah. is um, slightly sideways. I don't know if we got hit or something or what. So basically, when, when the remote starts, if the remote is not uh, properly aligned, like if the joysticks are not properly in the center, the the joystick will make a noise, like when you run out of battery. Um, and unless the, the remote re- recognizes that everything is back in place, it won't stop sounding. So pretty much every time we turn on the controller, uh, it sounds. That means the controller is broken. I've, I've checked a bunch of tutorials online, uh, but you have to, if you want to fix it yourself, you have to go deep into like unassemble the whole thing. So I haven't been brave enough to try. Okay. Hold on. Let's talk about that for a sec. Cause I've had to open a controller and it is, I opened a controller with a butter knife and a pair of eyeglass, like an eyeglass screwdriver. It took me two and a half hours. I was in the middle of the Maldives and Part of the reason why it took me so long is because the boat was really rocking. Like we were fixing it on a boat. Yes, I needed wow. to fly it off that boat that day. What had happened you was have well, I we were um, we were scuba diving and flying off of the scuba diving boat, and during that time, I had just gotten out of the water, and my hair it was raining. We were flying our drones in the rain, and my mm-hmm. hair was dripping onto my drone controller, and I didn't notice it. And the regular water, like not saying it's okay, but you can get a little bit of regular rainwater on your drone, on the controller. It's not a big deal. But once you get salt into the drone, that's a totally different story. And so I got salt into the left joystick. And the left joystick is what allows you, right, to spin around and look left and right. And what happened was it was causing the drone to constantly spin. So I had to hand catch my drone on a boat that was rocking in my hand. And it was probably one of the worst, worst flights I've ever had. And I'm trying to catch it. I'm trying not to fall overboard and it's raining all at the same time. But what I did was I wanted to open the controller to be able to wipe it out with alcohol. Um, and it's a very, they make it wow. very difficult to open the drone. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a very long process and, Yes, but to replace just the controller, it's only like a hundred dollars. So I just bought a completely new controller. Oh. I was I was able to open the drone, clean it with alcohol, or sorry, open the controller, fix it. But on my third flight, it started spinning again, and I didn't trust it yeah. uh, to consistently work. So then I started flying someone else's drone at that time because we had six drone pilots and like 15 drones on that trip. It was wild. Oh my God. That's that's a a whole other story. Okay. So what did you guys do? So actually, so now the problem with 
our joystick is that like the drone will not stay in one place. Mm-hmm. Like if you just leave it there because of the joystick, it'll just continually move. And so oh, you have to, to keep yeah. it straight. You need to keep like actively like pushing it like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, well, we learned the hard way because we were flying it. Um, we were like, where were we? Oh, Bovia Lake. Right. Yes, we Bovia were Lake. in uh, Albania. So we're in Albania and there is this beautiful lake and it looks like an archipelago down below. And there's this rock that we were climbing and it was just like it looked really scary granted it was very scary but we were like okay we're gonna leave the drone there and we are gonna have it recording and then we are gonna climb up to the top and you know like be like this like really massive moment right so we set it up we start going we're like oh my god this is gonna be the best shot ever we get to the top and all of a sudden it's like and the drone was drifting and had smashed into the mountain and literally was just we were like, we don't even know where it is. No. So now we're like with the GPS trying to climb the mountain. Like we're like scaling the rocks. We're like, where the hell's it growing? Like, luckily, <laughs> it's like it's pretty much ninety degrees. Like, like we were climbing a place that it was like very close from it from what you can call a cliff. Yeah. So it was it was quite a challenge. I somehow was very confident that the drone was okay uh, because. If you can still see the GPS on your joystick or on your screen, that means the drone's still on. So yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. and it was like, <sighs> so wait, actually, did you use Find My Drone? No, no, no. We were actually like inside the app uh, because we just yeah. tracked the GPS. Uh, ah, so that was good enough. So you never for those, recording. we we have the whole thing on camera. <laughs> So the video is like five minutes long. The first two minutes is what we actually wanted to achieve halfway yeah. through started moving. But then we have the moment when it crashes and it remains like this for like three minutes until we find it. Right, right. So, I mean, yeah, you're using the map at that point. So for those who don't know what Find My Drone is, another way you can do it is going under your safety settings and it will show you, in your case, you didn't need this, but it will show you where your drone is located and the last few seconds of the final shot before it crashes so that you can go find your drone and you can also make it flash and beep. So if you're like, I think it's over here. Like, you know, like when you like lose your oh, car, you can make it sound. Yeah. So, you know, like w- whenever I have a rental car, I'm always like, which one's my car? And I, you know, you just press the, yeah. the lock yeah. button. So it makes the sound. Your drone will do the same thing where it will beep That's and flash so that you can that. more easily find it. Well, you know now, but yeah. you guys were able to see it because um, it was still on. Okay, hold on. So you're you're scaling the cliff. What happens next? Uh, it took us quite a while because at some point I thought, you know what? I'm looking at the, the GPS. I look where I am and I'm like, yeah, the drone is like there, like like a couple of thousand feet down there. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? Let's just keep trying just in case. So we kept walking around and, and we eventually found it. And I think only the... Um, we needed to change the propellers. Yeah, propeller. the propeller. oh. but we had like a set of four extra propellers. So because of the crash in the Canary Islands right before that too. Oh yeah. <gasps> you guys. Okay, hold on. So that's actually a really important thing, especially with your style of travel, that you have the spare parts with you. Because like fixing a propeller is something you can do really quickly and relatively easily yeah, compared to other things. But if you didn't have the propeller with you, that means you wouldn't have been able to fly. Well, that's pretty anymore. much what happened to us in the Canary Islands. So same thing happened where- I'm ready for this one. <laughs> we're, we're flying the drone up. We're getting this really cool shot. So we're on a beach surrounded by mountains. And we're like, oh, this is going to look so cool, right? So the drone's going out, boom, boom, boom. And it disappears. 
And we're like, that's great because it just went into the cliff behind us and it could be literally anywhere. So the sun, by the way, this is for sunset. So, so we don't have a lot of sunlight. And there's there. no service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we are. We're on this very <laughs> remote island where it's called El Hierro. It's the smallest of the Canary Islands. So small that you can walk across it in 10 hours. Wow. Um, and we're at this beach with literally no one else there. So we have no su- service on our phones. It's completely dark out. And now we are just like, we had gone through a, a huge field of rocks. And then like, we're scaling this mountain. I swear. I was like, this is how we're going to die. This is it. <laughs> yeah, because we got we got to the almost to the very end of the cliff and then rocks became like mud rocks, you know, when you when you grab them and they start like crumbling apart. Yeah. So it's like what you do for your drone, right? That's <laughs> dangerous. Well, the, the fun thing is Don't if, try this at home. <laughs> if you guys ever want to see, I don't know if it ended up doing a real good stories. We have everything on camera. Every every like three minutes I would make a new video saying, okay, we're trying to find it. And like we're both panicking, but like because it's, it's, it happened a lot of times where a lot of accidents and thing ended up like in a happy ending, but we have no uh, video record of it. So I'm like, if we're going oh, to suffer, this is happening again. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was a happy ending. It took us quite a while. It was- took us a long time. It was pitch black by the time we actually yeah, found and it. Was physically How long very challenging. do you think it was? It was probably an hour. Yeah. Wow. So you guys um, got a good workout, a good, dangerous workout, and imagine. got it. There was yeah. little to no light by the time we finished. So we finally got it. And it was, I mean, the propellers were destroyed. We had to get new propellers. But the Canary Islands are, I mean, they're small islands. So mm-hmm. can't just, they, they don't even have stores where you can get any drone accessories. So we're trying to find somewhere, even in like mainland Spain, that would ship to the Canary Islands. Because we were like, wow. we have eight weeks on the Canary Islands. Like, we need our drone. This is such a drone-worthy place to be Yeah. In exploring and um i'm like a crazy person i'm going to facebook groups i'm messaging random people like please i'll i'll, I'll give you anything just please send me the propellers like <laughs> we're trying to find someone who has a propeller so we're like all right we're, we're in, in the island can you send it to us he's like yeah no problem so he sends it and he gets there the day we leave after we're gone because we have to leave. <laughs> um, luckily we had someone that we, we made friends with in the in the island so like all right, listen, this is going to get here today. Can you pick it up from the post office and send it We're to like, the next island? We're like, we'll send you money to send it to the next island. Yeah, yeah. Please help us. It took us quite a few days, but we actually ended up like getting them. That's amazing. Hold on. Are these insane drone stories indicative of how your normal travel stories yes. are also? Oh, That's <laughs> awesome. Wow, you guys. Hold That's on. What, I, ha- I have to know what, this. Yeah, For how many crazy stories you have, how many times... Have you flown the drone? Oh, way more. Way oh more. my God. I would say the, the crazy stories represent probably like 5% of all, all our flights. Oh, if I think, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, we, we fly the no. drone all the time. We fly the drone like every 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 chance we have. Um, yeah, but do you know how many flights you have? I'm just, I'm so curious. Oh, uh, I've never That's checked. That's a really good question. I've never so checked. It's, um, depending on how you set it up, normally once you turn on your drone, are you using the DJI fly yeah. app to fly? Yeah. So if you go to profile, it will tell you how many flights you have. That's a good idea. Although I'm I'm not yeah, you don't actually have to be hooked up to the drone to see that. No, um, no, because to your your um profile. That's yeah. A, That's really cool. Actually, I'm now I'm now curious to look at my current number. Oh my god, so, you're probably like a million. <laughs> <laughs> I fly lots of other people's drones, but the other thing is it will split it up by drone that you have. So I'm actually oh. not sure. 
if oh, yeah. you're because you have a lot of drones right y- yeah um but for you guys like since you've like replaced your drone i'm actually not sure how that would show up on yours yeah. so i think this is not I need to double check what happened. We might have like synced two different accounts because I only have here that we've done three and a half hours of flight time, like no. 52 flights. And that's. Oh, yeah, there's no there way. There's no way. No, that's like. <laughs> there's no way. I mean, we were flying it at least twice a day. Yeah. I for only have, about I, like nine months straight. I only yeah. have last like four months in here. Yeah. But it's, it's a fun thing to be able to like see your records. Yeah, that's so cool. Them. Um, which is the cloud to see if I can get the final number. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> we'll let you know later. We'll let you know right now. We'll be in like... the notes of this podcast. Oh, I love it. Um, so actually, what's one tip you wish you knew about flying drones when you first started? Um, it's a, I think it's a very, very simple one, but it has made the whole world of difference for us. The fact that you can land your drone in your hand has been mm-hmm. a game changer for us. Because when you're in a boat, or when you are moving, or when you're in an area where there's no flat surface. Um, or even if it's like, you know, in a desert or something, like exactly. you can't have it land in the sand. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we've That's had where like, we've had like, we've tried a landing in places where, where there's like dust or sand or something. And whether you want it or not, the propellers will move the sand around the drone and that would really can like damage your drone. So knowing that you can like safely landing in your hand has been a game changer for us. I love that. What was your main, or what what's your tip for somebody if they're still trying to learn how to land it in their hand? Well, I would say don't do not do that as the first step. First, you need to feel <laughs> confident flying it. Um, I would say go from... from. Well, I can say from, from my experience, because of course I'm still like not the most confident drone flyer. But I think you you just need to like, have, when you have your hand out, you just need to be confident because I think a lot of people, when they see it coming, they freak out and they think that the drone's going to, you know, like hurt them or something like that. Like you just need to be confident and keep your hand and know that it's going to be okay and land and it'll be Yeah, like, your hand is yes. always going to be the so you're always going to be safe. I love what you're saying because what I see happen is that someone will confidently have their hand out. And the way the drone works is... It, it's waiting to sense the ground. And if it doesn't sense the ground below it, it won't land. Exactly. And so if your hand is confidently there, it will land into it once it senses your hand. But if you're kind of the person that's like, like putting their hand in and out, it will sense your hand and then not sense yeah. your hand, sense yeah. your hand, not sense it. And what sometimes happens, depending on what settings you have, obstacle avoidance sensors, it might jump away. And so yeah. I've seen people have their drone jump into their face and then they never want to try to hand catch their drone again. Yeah. And so commit to letting it land and it will. I, oh, I love that. prefer it going into my hand. Yeah. And if I can add something on that note, um, let the drone come to you and don't you go to the drone. Because like you said, if you raise your hand to try to catch the drone, the drone will fly away. <laughs> but also if the drone is coming to you, and you grab the drone before it starts to land, it will feel that as an obstacle and it will create resistance and try to fly up even stronger. Yeah. So you start freaking out and, and you don't know what's going to happen. So trust yes. that the drone will come to you. Don't go to it. Yeah. What you're saying is really important. So for those who can't imagine what he's talking about, basically imagine the drone landing and starting to calm down and turn off. And then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> and, it, and it's fighting you to get back into the air. Your yeah. drone's doing a good thing, right? Like it thinks it's 
it's supposed to take off again because it's yeah. it's going to hurt itself or whatever. Um, and if you're in that situation, it's important to either let it fly, like, you know, push the left stick up to let it fly off. Or if you're in a situation where you can't do that, then you emergency stop your drone, which is you turtle it, you flip it upside down, you literally pinch it, flip it upside down, and that will shut off the- Yeah, even if you put it 90 degrees, you will stop at 90 degrees. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that. like you said, um, it's an emergency stop. So you shouldn't use it on a daily basis because you're also like forcing the engine more than it should be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you said, there was, oh, let me give you a quick story of that. <laughs> Ready? Not I love Remember Ready. You, when, the re- when you start the remote and there's a problem with the joystick, it will make a sound. Yeah. Well, it's the same sound that it does when it's running out of battery. Oh, that's a stressful sound. It's the same sound. So we're flying the, the drone, I have low battery in the remote, but I'm confident that it's okay. It's enough for one flight. And if anything, the drone will come back. Um, so mm-hmm. I hear the sound as I'm flying it. And I think it's the remote, it's like the joystick that's wrong, yeah. but it's actually low battery. So what happens is my remote dies while the drone is in the air. Oh my God, I forgot about that one. So it starts to, so the drone starts to come back to the home point by itself. I'm great. So I'm like, yes, it's coming back. So when it's about to get to my hand, like I put my hand down mistakenly. And so now the drone recognizes my hand as a surface. So instead of landing, it stays there, like still. And it's like oh, literally yeah. like half a feet oh, yeah. above my head. So I cannot <laughs> reach the drone. So now I'm waiting for the drone to run out of battery to land by itself so I can catch it. Because by the way, this is at the beginning of a lake. So the drone is flying over the water. I cannot reach it. And if I wait for the drone to land on the water, it will basically die. So I'm standing What there. What were you saying in your head in this moment? I was cursing that I didn't put into the battery in the remote. I'm like, why, why? So I tell Danny, run to the car, get the power bank and see if we can in a few minutes charge very quickly the remote so that I can get it back up in control. Right? Also keep in mind, the car's not right there. It was like a trail to get to the lake. I said, no, I'll, Peggy. I'll pay attention <laughs> to the drone in case it lands. So I'm standing there, right? And, and the drone all of a sudden, like it doesn't stay 100% still. It's like the earth, move, the earth moving, but the drone is not. So the drone very, very little by little starts moving towards the water. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> oh, I apologize for the board. Oh, um, that, I would say the same I'm thing. Walking into the water, I put like a foot in and I keep looking and the drone keeps little by little moving more towards the water. So by the time Danny came back, I'm like, the water is up to my knees and <laughs> I have pants, I have my, my, my phone, I have my wallet. He was so pissed. And like also the bottom was muddy. So I was sinking. So I tell Danny, come. Was it muddy or was it where was all of the toilets were? <laughs> This time it was it was real muddy. So by the time battery and starts to land, like half of my body is already wet. Because when Danny came back, I said, "There's no time for anything. Just grab my wallet, grab my phone. I'm gonna end up in the water." And it was cold too. It wasn't. It, wasn't yeah, it was not pleasant. So we didn't get a single shot. We didn't get a single video. I got wet for no reason. I was not going to go in the water, and that was a very valuable lesson. Just but you saved your drone, huh? You saved your drone. Yeah. yeah. We're, our Mavic Air is hanging on by thread right now. Um. Seriously. <laughs> Hold on. Does this Mavic Air have a name? Oh, we had, we named the first one. We named the first one. So we, we named. Oh, we didn't name the most recent We tried one. to name everything in our lives uh, after <laughs> Friends, the TV show. Okay. But I think the name of the first drone was. It was Ross. Uh, it was Ross. 
Uh-huh. Also, we were considering the name like uh, like wasn't like Rosa Drum or something or something like that. We never <laughs> yeah. actually used the name with it. Then the first one was stolen, so we we're very sad. The mm-hmm. second one, well, it was a, a shitty situation that destroyed the second one. <laughs> um, I, I, I think we didn't name our third one, which yeah. shame on us, bad parents. <laughs> There's still time. Maybe we'll start from the first two. <laughs> I am impressed that after all of these insane adventures, you still continue to fly regularly and have more and more crazy drone stories. These are some of the best stories I've ever heard. <laughs> wow. Um, tell well, people. If I can say something very quickly. Oh, I'm ready. Someone once said, and it's, it's, a, it's a phrase I really like, the best things in life are on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. So we went through so many bad stories that it's like, this can happen. And like, are you just not going to use your drone because you're afraid that it might crash? It crashed 17 times and it's still alive. And if not, we've had this drone for a couple of years. Like, I'm always like, it's worth a shot. It's worth it. Let's just, you know? <laughs> and like, you know, how you? oh my God, do you remember when the, uh, the volcano erupted in Iceland? Yes. Yeah. All the creators had the best mm-hmm. footage of that volcano. Oh my God, I had so much FOMO. And I just kept, and then he was like, well, our, our drone would melt like everyone else's. I'm like, and look how much worth it would how, like how worth it would be. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Be a creator who posted that he first showed the footage like flying literally around the crater, and it looks incredible. Like you see, like lava actually jumping, and the drone going yeah. through the lava. And then he showed another footage of the drone actually melted. Like you can use it more afterwards. But the footage is unbelievable. <laughs> I think it was worth it. <laughs> worth it. Send it. Send it. <laughs> I love that. Well, I also love that because in whatever situation that happens later, and this is so true for travel as well, like, you know, you have the confidence to be able to get yourself out of that situation or figure out what it is that needs to be done to, I don't know, get to the other side. I mean, how boring would life be if we all just went on trips and everything went perfectly and, you know, (laughs) that's actually why we started our website is we want people to skip all these mistakes that we're learning. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And, and remind people where start from scratch, like read all the bad things that happened to us. (laughs) (laughs) And where can people find your website and you guys at? Okay, so our website is just www.scratchyourmapa.com. So it's like scratch your map and then with an A at the end. So mapa, we made it kind of Spanish. And actually, hold on. Let's talk about something really quick because your photography is fire. And you guys also have an amazing aesthetic on Instagram. Can you talk a little bit about like the presets that you guys have? Because I'm sure if you're like me, you're going to be like, how the heck do they make their photos look like that? Um, Talk about what you offer so that people can can find it if they're interested. So basically... Oh, we started to get really into our photography when we went to Mexico. So we were trying during COVID to find a way that we could reunite. And this was really our chance to like come back together and kind of refocus what we wanted to do with everything. So Mexico was open. So we were like, you know what? We're going to do a two month trip in Mexico. And we're going to show everyone that Mexico's not all inclusive resorts. Mm-hmm. It's not just Cancun. It's so much more. So we started going to all these ridiculously colorful, beautiful places. Mm. And so we started to edit our photos to try to bring those places Mm. to life a little bit more. I mean, because of course, when you capture a photo, it, you need to bring those colors back in. So we started to do very like vibrant and saturated photos and our feed became very colorful. 
And then that's when we realize, okay, well, we'll save these presets and our thing will be life in color. So it's for those that really want to like brighten up their, their photography and kind of have like that happy, vibrant lifestyle. I love that. And actually, aside, I'm sure that the drone is part of your photography tool set. What are all the different things that you're using to capture your travels? So right now, we, well, we have our camera. We're working with a mirrorless Sony camera. Mm -hmm. We, of course, always have our drone with us. Um, we have a GoPro. We have a few gadgets, like, here and there. Um, we're using our, our phone. Well, Danny has an, an iPhone, and I have a Google Pixel, and we're using those to everything that's uh, strictly Instagram related, like stories or certain um, certain clips for reels. Uh, we always try to bring our whole arsenal with us. Um, yeah, I'll admit though, I despise using my phone. I just, like, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm like, I hate this stupid phone. Like, even though, like, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, the iPhone's supposed to have a great camera, but I, I think that I really value drones and, and mirrorless cameras so much more. You can also find us but, on Pinterest. We're also pinterest.com forward slash scratch or mapa you can find us on instagram with the same handle you can find us on twitter even though we're never active at it right now we're on facebook as well we're on tiktok we're basically in every social we're, we're, we're trying to start our youtube we did a couple shorts but that's uh one of our future projects uh, and all of that will be linked in the show notes below. So make sure you find them and make sure you check out their presets also because their photography is fire. Make your drone footage look like that and try not to uh, jump into more rivers that might have toilets emptying out into there as well. Thank you guys for doing this with me. Wow, right? Some of these stories, totally insane. So much fun to listen to and laugh at. I hope you had fun in today's podcast episode. All the key learnings and takeaways are in the blog posts that are linked in the show notes below. So make sure you check that out and make sure you connect with Danny and Fede at Scratch Your Mappa. All of their info is in the show notes below as well, as well as their presets. Check them out a really awesome fire photography. And if you got some value in today's podcast, please leave a review. It really does help to distribute this to more people. And in the meantime, send the drone. We'll see you in the next one. Ciao.